thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not trying to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. To the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. And I know this, that when we come and we bring our faith and join it to the Word, we're going to get some results. (laughs) And so we invite you, uh, become a student of the Word that you hear today. Not just so you can say, I heard that, so that you can be a better doer of the Word. Amen. Uh, We started on a previous episode and we're going to be on this. I don't know for how long it's going to take us, but we'll get through it. Uh, We've been talking on the subject called victory over grief and sorrow. Um, Throughout these episodes that I've taught, um, I would refer to the unexpected sudden death of my husband. And I also refer to how our family handled that. Mm -hmm. And I want you to know this teaching is not going to be a sad, morbid teaching because the the word has something to say so that we stay on the God side of every single situation. Amen. But we have to be taught. And um, I would say this, that it's not just at the home going of someone that grief and sorrow tries to enter. Anytime something turns out differently than the way we wished it to be. People can get into a place of fear, depression, grief, sorrow, all these things. And uh, what about if if a home is lost, a marriage is is lost, a business is lost, Um, just a relationship goes the wrong way. Um, all, all kinds of times in life that the devil wants to use those seasons to try to, if I could say this, get you in the wrong flow. Yes. So we have to be taught. Yes. I said we have to be taught. It's not circumstances or tests and trials not showing up that's going to ensure peace. It's us knowing what to do when they show up that ensures our peace. Amen. That we have to know how to handle it right. And uh, many people fear and dread emergencies. They fear and dread when someone's going to go home to be with the Lord. They fear, uh, they, 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 if I could say this, they project ahead and go, how will I handle that? I, I so appreciate something that I, I read of Corey Ten Boom. Now, Corey Ten Boom was a woman, um, her, her and her family, I want to say, was it in Holland? that her family was raised. I don't remember. I believe it was Holland. But her and her family, her, her, her sister, her dad, and her, they all lived together. Um, her and her sister were unmarried, but she had a brother. And they all lived with the dad. And they were, during World War II, they were helping hide Jews um, from being sent to concentration camps. Well, somebody exposed them. So the whole family was carried off and they were thrown in a concentration camp. Mm -hmm. Um, Corey Ten Boom was released accidentally 
from that. And she went on to have about 30, 35 years of ministry after that. <clears throat> and in the course of when they were hiding the Jews from being captured, she made a statement to her dad. She says, Dad, I don't know if I have the faith to face what I'm going to face um, if this, if we ever were found out. And he said something to her. He says, Corey, do you remember whenever you were a child and we would take a train trip to visit someone? She said, yes. He said, weeks and weeks in advance, I would purchase the train ticket. He said, but I didn't hand it to you then. He said, the time I handed you the ticket was as soon as you stepped on the train. And he said, just know this, when you're faced with circumstances, there will be handed to you the ability, mm -hmm. yes. the, the grace of God yes. to help you in that time. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. Don't look to, don't stand today and look and forecast in the future what you might face. Be prepared for the future, yes. but <clears throat> prepare now for, because you're going to have to you're going to have to face decisions in life. Right. You're going to have to face choices in life. You're going to have to face all kinds of situations. <clears throat> but don't project fear into that time. Yes. Don't stand back here and project that as a fearful time. Right. Because as you become a doer of the word, I guarantee you, there will come with, with that time the grace to win in that time. Amen. 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 Uh, the victory belongs to you now. Yes. So don't measure today what you haven't yet faced. That's called worry. Yes. When you are standing today and forecasting something of the future, how will I handle this? How will I That's called worry. Touching where you have not arrived yet is called worry. Anyway, praise the Lord. <laughs> Um, and so I appreciated when her dad said that to her. He says, I handed you the ticket at the time you needed it. He said, no matter what you need in life, God will make sure the opportunity for you to have your victory is there. Yes. You, yes. Just, you just take it. Right. Take that opportunity. Yes. Amen. Yes. Um, and so we're talking about this because um, you say, well, Pastor Nancy, your broadcast is called Jesus the Heater. Why are you going to talk about dying? Because if Jesus tarries is coming, we're all going to, we're all going to die, go home to be with the Lord. And we need to know how to handle that according to the word and not according to, not according to feelings, not according to the world's flow. Not only that, you need to know if something seems to derail in your life, how do you handle that? If a business goes the wrong direction, a relationship goes the wrong direction, how do you handle that? We need to know what the word says. Amen. We were, we, were, um, we were reading in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 4, and I'll read it real quickly to you. It, it reads, surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. So Jesus paid the price so that we never have to get under a spirit of grief and sorrow. That doesn't mean you won't weep at something at an event that may happen. That doesn't mean that you're in a flow of grief. But things can touch you, you know. The Word says that Jesus is touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He's not entrenched. He's touched. Things may touch your heart. Things may touch your life. But you don't have to get entrenched in a wrong flow. 
Amen. Amen. And so we're going to talk much about it. So make sure you watch the upcoming episodes because we're going to address it from a lot of different angles. Romans chapter 15 and verse 4, we were looking at this verse before uh, at the end of the last episode. And I want us to look at it again. Romans 15 verse 4, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning. So notice this, this word has to be learned. Don't assume, well, I'm, I'm acquainted with it. No, you have to learn it. Yes. You don't learn it. You don't learn something until you have skill with it. Just knowing principles or knowing steps doesn't mean you got it learned. You know, just because someone puts a piano book in front of you doesn't mean you've learned to play the piano. Just because someone puts the Bible in front of them doesn't mean they've learned how to bring that into every situation of life. So uh, the word was written for our learning. So it's up to us to learn it. It's up to us to become students of what the word says. That we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Mm -hmm. We were focusing on this phrase, comfort of the scriptures, because nothing can comfort you like God's word. Notice how God brings you comfort through his word, through words said to you. That means that we're not just looking for comfort through our emotions. through our feelings, through someone's attention toward us, through someone singling us out. We can go to the Bible any time, night or day, 24 hours, and draw all the comfort out of it we need because the comfort is connected to His Word. Comfort is the outflow of His Word. And at some point, we have to learn that His Word is enough for our comfort. Amen. Don't exchange your, your emotions and your feelings for the comfort of the word. Amen. Amen. Now notice it says in this verse that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Why do we have to be patient? Because everything, every answer, every victory doesn't show up at once. So we're patiently holding to the comfort of the word. Why? Because our hope is there. Amen. Amen. And we will see the manifestation of the victory that that Jesus purchased for us. We have to be patient for it. Amen. We have to walk out through, through applying that word, walk out our victory. And that takes patience many times. Amen. Amen. Um, God comforts us by giving us words. So we have to believe those words. We can't treat those words as disposable. We can't lay down the word in a time of crisis, in a time of emergency, in a time of temptation and testing. Don't lay the word aside and not look at it. That there's your answer. Pick it up, pick it up. You know, you, you hear messages like this. You hear broadcasts like this. You listen to brother Copeland preach or other ministers preach. You listen to your pastor preach and the things that they're putting into you is so that you will have a ready supply at a time of emergency. It's not so you can take your supply and act like you don't have it and set it down and walk off and run to the flesh for your help, run to the mind for your help. You turn toward all the word that's been sown in you at a time of emergency. Dad Hagen used to say to us, in the, test of, in the face of any test, in the face of any trial, ask yourself, what's the word say about this? What's that mean? Turn to the word. That's to be our first response. Why? Because if we don't turn toward the word, we won't derive our comfort from the word. And the way God comforts us is through the word. He gives us words. Learn to lay your life down on those words. 
Learn at night that they become your pillow, that you lay in bed at night instead of thinking fear thoughts, instead of thinking worried thoughts. You, 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 lay, you lay there and you think the thoughts of the word and you comfort yourself through the thoughts of the word. Amen. The part of the word we believe is the only part that will comfort us. We can't disbelieve a part of the word and think it's going to comfort us. The ability to comfort us is there, but if we're not going it, it, it to, only, uh, only as we believe it is, does it comfort us. Amen. Amen. And the comfort that is derived from the scriptures is unlike any other human comfort. So many times people lean to human comfort and I'm not saying that it's wrong to receive comfort from humans. I'm not saying that at all from loved ones, but there comes a time when they can comfort you out here, but it can't get in you. God's words get in you and they undo anything that would trip up your life. His words reach into places of your being yes. that humans can't go. Amen. That your parents love. You know, they can, they can, they can say things and say, well, honey, it's, it's going to be all right. And you know, they mean well, but when there is demonic, if I could say this, pressure yeah. against yeah. the mind, yeah. brother, sometimes you need more than human words. Yeah. <laughs> you need yes. divine words yes. that break yes. that off of you. And that is such a comfort when you can pick up the word and you can say it and it goes to the root of the problem and it deals with it. Amen. So know this, there's no comfort like the comfort that comes from the word. It lands in you in a place that nothing else, like like no other words can land. Amen. But if I could say this, we must allow the comfort of the, of the, of the word. Um, I know that years, years ago, my husband and I were in a place and a, and a pastor pulled us back in the, in the back room and he was endeavoring to help this young gal. She was um, maybe 19, 20, something like that. And she was just mad. <laughs> she was just mad. Some things had gone wrong in her life. And I tell you what, she was, she was mad at God. She was mad at people. And so they brought us in there to, you know, try to, because the pastor had said things to her to try to help her and she just wouldn't take it. Wow. She wouldn't take it. And so no matter what we said to her of the word, she didn't care that her help was there because she's mad. You know, yeah. right. when we're holding yeah. on to yeah. something yeah. Yeah. other than the word, it affects our ability to pick up the word. For example, I have a book here. I have this here. I go and right there, it, the, right there's the Bible, but my hands are full. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh-huh. I can't pick up that help. Yes. I can't pick up what's in there because I'm holding to other things. Right. If we're going to be able to, to draw on the comfort of the word, we're going to have to lay down the wrong things. Yes. If we're offended, mad, upset, then that's the part that can't be comforted until we say, you know something, I'm going to quit being mad about that. That's not helping my life. When you do that and you say, I'm going to pick up the word instead of picking up my feelings. Why why are people mad? They picked up their feelings. They picked up their feelings. (laughs) Well, my feelings are hurt. Well, if you want a, if you want to flow of comfort, 
This doesn't originate with your feelings. It will help you. It will affect your feelings, but it doesn't begin in your feelings. So you have to, if I could say this, you have to be willing to receive the comfort of the scriptures. You have to allow the scriptures to comfort you. And that little gal, bless her heart, you know, she just didn't, she didn't know the word enough. Uh, So she argued. And she'd hear the word and you give her answer, but she argued with it because she was speaking out of her feelings. Yeah. And um, feelings fail us. Sure. Feelings yeah. will, they will not support a life of victory. And so we have to learn to let go of what's not going to uphold us. Yes. You have to make sure that what you're holding to is great enough to deliver you. Because if what you're holding to isn't great enough to deliver you, put it down and pick up what is great enough to deliver you. And that's the word. That's the word. Amen. Praise the Lord. The comfort of the scriptures is far greater than the discomfort of the test. Any test, any trial offers you discomfort, (laughs) right? It offers you uh, being unsettled. It offers you a lack of ease. But the comfort of the scriptures is far greater than the discomfort of that test. Amen. Believe that. It's true. I've been that place where sudden death came. And the comfort of the scriptures far exceeded that moment. Far exceeded that moment. It was not a close second with death making a close second on the word. There was such a vast gap between the victory and the comfort of the scriptures than the tragedy of that event. Amen. I'm just saying so far surpassing is the greatness of God's word. Learn to draw your comfort from that word. Amen. Now, go with me, if you would, to Luke chapter 13. I hope you're getting this. I'm, yes. I'm landing on this, this phrase, comfort of the scriptures. It is a key to your spiritual development. It's a key to your faith. It's a key to, to, the, to peace in the face of a storm. Yes. Yes. Amen. Because sometimes people that you love may be present in the room, but they may not be saying the answer you need. That's true. And just them being present might be a comfort out here, but you need the words that deal with inwardly your victory. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 13 and verse 34. I'm going to read this out of the Amplified Classic Translation. And Jesus is speaking. And he was talking about um, over Jerusalem. And he said, How often I have desired and yearned to gather your children together around me as a hen gathers her young under her wings, but you would not. Mm. Now listen to that. Did you get that? He's saying, I endeavored to draw my people closer to me, but they wouldn't come. They would not. I tried to comfort them. I tried to gather them close. Look at this. When he says, I desired and yearned to gather your children together. Look at this, around me, around me. But what was it? He couldn't get them away from what they had, what they thought, where they were at to get them under him, around him. Get away from your emotions to get closer to him. Amen. 
good. He's not dealing with you through your emotions. He's dealing with you through your spirit. Look yes. to your spirit. Yes. Derive the comfort. Yes. What is he saying to, to you through your spirit? Recline on that. Rest on that. And it will affect your emotions. Yes. Amen. And many people are trying to draw their comfort from their checking account. That they're peaceful as long as the checking account has good numbers. Mm-hmm. Numbers change. They can change quickly in a day. Don't rest your comfort there if you'll rest your comfort in Him, in His Word, who you are in Him, what He's made you, made yours, what is your inheritance. If you will derive your comfort from Him, this is what He said, I desire to gather you as children together around me just as a hen gathers. You've seen You've seen a hen do that and her her chicks will come in close to her. Why? Because to get to them, they're going to have to go go past mama here. And he says, I tried to get you to get to me and no demon can get past him. But, But look at this, but you would not, not God wouldn't, you wouldn't is what he told them. So we have a responsibility that when he draws us, come. When his word draws us, come. When his word speaks to us, come to that word. Don't say, yes, but my situation is different. No, no. Let go of what you're gathering around so you can get close to what he's saying to you. Amen. Their lack of proper response to him limited how he could help them. That's what he's saying in, in Luke chapter 13. Because they would not allow themselves to come in close to him. They kicked against him. You know, they argued, they, they, they rejected him. So therefore what he had for them, they couldn't receive from him. And, um, it was their response that determined how far he could work for them. God wants to work for you, but he'll only be able to work for any of us based on how we respond to the comfort of his scriptures to the comfort of the word because Jesus and his word are one. When we allow his word to comfort us, we're allowing him to comfort us. Amen. And who wouldn't want that? Amen. Praise the Lord. Now go with me if you would to Hebrews chapter 13, Hebrews chapter 13 and verse five. And again, I'm going to read out the Amplified Classic Translation. And it reads, for he, God himself has said. Now, isn't that interesting wording? Don't miss this reader. That's what he's saying. God himself has said this. I will not in any way fail you, nor give you up, nor leave you without support. God himself is saying this. This isn't what an angel said. This is God himself saying. Then it goes on. I will not. I will not, I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake, nor let you down. Relax my hold on you, assuredly not. Lay down on that at night. Wake up on that in the morning. Amen. Now look, let's read further. It says, so we take comfort. Look at that. You take comfort. He won't force it on you. You take 
that comfort. What comfort? That he just said that he would never fail us. He would never leave us. He would never leave us without support. I will not, I will not, I will not. It's stated three times to show how emphatic and to the degree his comfort is for us. I will not in any degree leave you helpless, nor forsake you, nor let you down, relax my hold on you. So he says, so take that comfort. (laughs) Take that. Now, if we're worrying, we're not taking that comfort. If we're allowing fear thoughts to lead us, then we're not taking that comfort. This comfort of this scripture has to be taken. Take that and feed on that. Uh, keep those, keep that scripture before your eyes when you're, when you're tempted to, to feel overwhelmed. What you're feeling might overwhelm you, but it can't overwhelm that. It cannot overwhelm that verse. So get in that verse. Take that verse to yourself and say, that's me right there. That's my help right there. Amen. So notice this. God has said how far reaching his help is to us, but then notice what he says after it. Now you're going to have to take that because all this help that's available to you can't work for you if you won't take it. So we take comfort and are encouraged. Mm -hmm. If we need encouragement, what's that mean? We need to take comfort because it will encourage us. If we're not encouraged, it's because we're not taking the comfort of the word as we should. So we take comfort and are encouraged Mm -hmm. and we confidently and boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Ah, The Lord, not not just thank God for his people, but I don't just have his people helping me. The Lord himself is my helper. What's that mean? No losing. You know what else that means? No more struggle. No more struggle. The Lord is my helper. I will not be seized with alarm. I will not fear or dread or be terrified. Notice this. I will not. That's a choice of my will. I will not let fear in. I will not let alarm in. I will not let dread in. I will not. Why? Because I'm taking my comfort from another place. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, we, you got to come back next time. <laughs> You're going to just have to come back because we have so much more to say about this. I've been teaching out of my book called Victory Over Grief and Sorrow. You want to get your copy. And can I say this? You might know somebody who needs it. Mm-hmm. Get it for somebody. Yes. You might know of someone who needs to hear these episodes that I'm teaching, especially on this topic. Call somebody. Yeah. Let them know. Because uh, if you can give them what the Word says, you can help them in every moment of life. Yes. Amen. So we invite you, go to DufresneMinistries.org and you can order, purchase your copy there at our website and we'll get it right out to you. But until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In the book, Victory Over Grief and Sorrow, Nancy Dufresne shares from firsthand experience how even death is no match for the mighty force of peace that is available to every believer. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. 
The timeless truths in this book, Answer It, reveal how to answer every opposition and the steps to take to exit times of testing. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Ontario, Canada at Promise of Life Church, August 27th through the 31st. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Come expecting miracles. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.